0: Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young.
1: Well, hi there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show. And i want to give a big shout out to my national, my local, and my international listeners. I want to thank you for joining me today with my esteemed guest, Mr. Vladimir Vristov, who grew up in Bulgaria, part of the Eastern Soviet socialistic political bloc, who will share his transformational journey from another system and culture, and how he found living among people is an art, and how you can choose your dream community. You know, I say, if houses are like spouses, Our neighborhood is like the extended family. But while you can have a good marriage and still dread holidays with the in-laws, you'll never love a house if you don't like your neighborhood. So how can you choose the right community? Become a neighborhood detective? Figure out what you're looking for? Do research and find a neighborhood that fits your description. You don't even have to wear a trench coat. But it probably wouldn't hurt. (laughs) So my guest today embarked on a search graduating from an English language school, working for five years in the hotel industry, then on celebrity cruise lines and in restaurant departments. And later, he went back into the hotel industry for a number of years and then immigrated to Canada. He travels to the United States frequently and has become a property manager and credits much of his transformation success to two mentors, but also his hard work. And the two mentors, the celebrated Les Brown and the mastermind himself, speaker, Joel Bauer. So coming from a new world, Vladimir wanted to share his experiences and the knowledge he gained due to his changing regimes and countries, meeting different cultures and people from different nations. And he has authored three books, My Home is My Fortress, Preserve My Community, and Creating Customers for Life. And I'll tell you where you can get those books because we're going to talk a little bit about his books. So for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, you can call in the show at 1-888-346-9141 to ask questions of Vladimir or me. And international callers, you can also email me at info at com. We can answer your questions live, and if any of you have any questions or comments or suggestions to me about the show, you can contact me via Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And I also invite all of you to check out my television channel, which is on the VoiceAmericaTV.com, and it's called transformation success tv and you can view it online via your android iphone or your ipad and i produce and have four great women from different cultures called the total woman show so now let me welcome my guest today welcome vladimir
2: thank you thank you dr yang i'm very honored to be here with you thank you for the invitation
1: I am honored to have you on the show today, and I am certain the listeners are for a really great treat. So uh, let me tell you this. First of all, I know you were born and grew up in Bulgaria until age 16 when the socialist regime changed and everything started to fall downward. How did you get through this, and how did this affect you and your family?
2: It was very stressful, I'll be honest with you, mm-hmm. to me and to mm-hmm. my family. I saw a lot mm-hmm. of people suffer of this mm-hmm. change because they get used to somebody else to take care for them. Uh, but mm-hmm. the new change, Dr. Barbara, made me think that I have to take responsibility in my hands, whether mm-hmm. subconsciously or consciously. So this change actually was painful, but very educational.
1: Isn't that interesting how sometimes changes can lead to our purpose and our our destination and we don't even know it because it's a little difficult. But you then uh, managed to go to uh, an English uh, language school and then you learned other languages uh, as well as English. So what were some of the things that uh, were your early experiences when you were after 16 and this change occurred? What did you start to do then?
2: Yeah, I focused on the English languages, but I was looking inside of me what to do in life because mm-hmm. English language only uh, or Russian or German, which I also managed to follow up later to study, it doesn't give you a career. So uh-huh. it was, uh-huh. I have a very interesting experience while, while I was in one of the mountain resorts, very beautiful, snowing, uh, a foreigner approached me and asked me for honey. And I, I tried to help him. I went to the restaurant, to the hotel. Nobody cared there for him. And I took advantage, oh. bought him this honey, and he ran after me, gave me my tip in my life. I'll remember till I die. My first oh. tip in my life. And I said, I have to do this for life.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: So that made quite an impression on you, I can see. So, And and this was when you started to work in the hotel industry? Is that what started you?
2: Yeah, it's actually, this made me a decision inside soul and spiritually to follow the career in the uh, service sector and uh-huh. hotel industry. I was lucky at that time. was very well organized, and I started to follow my dream, my first dream.
1: Uh-huh. That is absolutely... Did you anticipate that you'd have a career in this field permanently?
2: Well, not, because after a while I started to think that there's something bigger outside, and especially mm-hmm. when I start to meet with foreigners,
3: mm-hmm.
2: people outside uh, the regime and the country, I understand that there's a lot of, to be seen in this world. So I decided to go uh, after another career, which you mentioned, this is the ship, the, ship, the cruise line industry.
1: Uh Mm hmm. So, you know, it's interesting because you go from uh, the hotel industry and boy, look like working on were these luxury cruise cruise ships that you were on.
2: Absolutely, yes, and I started uh, started from from the galley and up to the restaurant. And it was a brilliant, brilliant, uh, absolutely experience because I met live people and I started to implement or learn like an English language, which uh-huh. was completely different than what I studied at school. Because when you meet the live person, all uh-huh. this knowledge has to be implemented. And I have to break my public speaking fears. I have to, I have to evolve. Off like a person because uh-huh. for your information at that time we didn't have salaries on the ships and I think oh. went, uh, no so everything is tipped on whatever the okay. your guest American Canadian British they give you, that's your salary. so you have to perform
1: very good. <laughs> well, I guess you did too. well you know uh, since I have met you personally I can I can share with the listeners that you you're a very kind very uh, respectful, a very loving person. So was this something that was always just within you? Um, You know, Vladimir, I mean, just that that kind of soft-spoken, the gentle manner, was that always just a part of you?
2: I, that's what I receive in my family uh, of course as I said I evolve I myself I have to learn uh, also things but Celebrity Kuzlan specifically was the pivotal moment where I have to understand that I have to touch these things in my soul yes I was like this from a child but I was shut down frustrated I didn't know what to do and slowly slowly by the pain I get the gain of uh, revelation what to do in life I find my And I said, no, it should be a service. I should service people, not Mm -hmm. authorize or dictate them, but to listen to them, understand them, not prejudge them, but Mm -hmm. to accept them as they are. That's the biggest lesson every day, Dr. Young.
1: You know, and that's what I was going to ask you, too, because you just sort of circumvented Mike asking that question, because what did you learn from all of this experience? How many years did you spend uh, with the cruise lines?
2: I made five contracts uh, with five different ships uh, belonging at Celebrity Cruise Line, which, as you're aware, they're part of Royal Caribbean as well. American oh, wow. company took over that, uh, and actually Celebrity Cruise Line was mm-hmm. the line where it was uh, many stars like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sylvester Stallone. They oh, wow. were guests there, but before I, I went there to surf. And mm-hmm. later on, uh, actually Royal Caribbean took over and they kept the product, uh, but offering to the same customers even more. So uh-huh. I was kind of monitored, trained very. We were very monitored by our managers, very uh-huh. strict. Plus, you're on the ship, you have close society there. You have rules and regulation. There is no democracy there. The captains and the master. And believe me, sometimes I felt the power there. It it was very educational and very kind of, uh, you know, very nice experience because you understand that you have to follow the rules sometimes
3: Uh in order Uh to go
2: uh, over and to accept it because you on the ship. It's very dangerous when everybody has to have different opinions sometimes. (laughs)
1: I Can imagine. did you ever feel like rebelling and, and telling somebody off?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's, uh, it was kind of experience. We have a board juice every day with, uh, every week with the passengers. It was nice to see your guests uh, when uh, they approach it and you explain to them that they have been taken care of. Mm-hmm. Not only in the restaurant, but everywhere they step on this ship, because your job also was, in case of emergency, to save their
1: life. That's oh, also Oh, that is important. so true. That's that's serious stuff. That is yeah. now. I, I'm going to ask probably a silly question, <laughs> because I always think about on cruise ships, were you a good swimmer? <laughs>
2: No, I'm not, but they say that the good good swimmers has challenges. (laughs) No, I'm not good, but I was trained very well how to open uh, the life raft and how to proceed when you hear the siren. Who has the who has also the priority when they go into the boat? This is always uh, the disabled and the women and children and uh-huh. then the men uh, the last and we are the last actually, the crew are the last ones who has to enter, not vice versa. This order must be kept as, as a must, as a, uh-huh. really as, as an order because this is, this is something natural in the, our, natural, natural in our lives.
1: And that is, that is interesting. Uh, I've only taken, well, I've taken a couple of cruises. And I know the first thing I was kind of shocked on my first cruise is the first thing they do is they have everybody uh, with the life with your, uh, your vest on and they talk about the safety procedures in case something happens before you even set sail before you even leave the dock. So very interesting. So now one of the things that's intriguing to me, Vladimir, is that you went back to Bulgaria, And, I mean, what what was the reasoning for you going back after the five contracts with the cruise line business? You went back to Bulgaria. Am I right? Absolutely, yes. The reason was
2: very, very ordinary reason. I just want to settle down. I was already 30, 30 years old, even actually 27. I apologize. But I said to myself, I want to have a family. I was. -hmm. I want to have a real connection with a woman, and I found it. I found it. I was lucky because uh, after so many years, Mm -hmm. I couldn't settle a serious connection. Because Mm -hmm. when you're away, we say uh, in Bulgaria, eyes which are not seen, they are forgotten. I think that's Mm -hmm. you're saying here. So you cannot make real connection with a person when you're away. And that's That's why I said to myself, money is money, but... There are more important things sometimes, mm-hmm. and if you have somebody next to you, understanding and listening, then it's easy to overcome the challenges in life. Uh, Doctor Yang,
1: well, you know, it was really interesting because I think uh, a lot of people thought maybe thought you were, you know, were intrigued by you going back to Bulgaria. But it makes sense that you wanted to go back and and find a life and find a wife, which mm-hmm. is which is natural and normal. So. What were you doing when you went back to Bulgaria? You started a new career when you went back to Bulgaria. And people thought you were kind of crazy. Oh, we have a caller. Oh, my goodness. Ava from Texas. So let me take my caller. Uh,
3: Vladimir, we
1: have a caller. Ava? How hello? This is Dr. Barbara Young. Thank
3: you for calling. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to say that I, I... I really admire your story, Vladimir, but I have a question because um, I was really touched about you speaking of rules and regulations, and I know you write about safety, especially picking the right community, and my question is, I'm not sure if maybe I'm too early to ask this question, but if you have any tips or any information that I could um, use for how to pick the right community because I grew up in a, great, in a gated community and my mother and I, we did not know what we were looking for when we picked our gated community and uh, we we weren't very happy about that. So I just wanted to ask you if you have any tips going forward to what we should look for as potential homebuyers for, for when we want to buy a house.
1: I will say this, Ava, you did jump the gun a little bit. We are going to okay. share that. I have ample time for him that he will share how living among a community of people is an art. So, can we save your question for a few minutes later? We're going to take a break, but when we come back after break, we will go into sharing the value of picking the right community.
3: Is that okay? Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Well,
1: thank you for calling, and mm-hmm. we will get your question answered. <laughs> so, thank you so much. <laughs> okay, Vladimir, already we got a segue into um, the new career. And then, more importantly, when you went back to Bulgaria, people were kind of interested, thinking, well, why are you coming back? And you're not making much money. So, but your reasoning was to get a wife. Okay, to start a family. <clears throat> so, our next question after we um, is how and why did you choose Canada as a country to make your home? Because you left Bulgaria and you come to Canada and you make your home. So, how did you choose Canada as a country?
2: Well, thank you very much uh, for the question. Yes, very important. I tried several times United States, uh-huh. but maybe they didn't like my resume. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not. <laughs> Uh, sure. uh, yes, but in Canada, I like that there is a procedure, uh, Dr. Yang. There is a procedure as a federal skilled worker. I didn't want to come or to to run away. I have a lot of stories, uh, hearing from uh, people, colleagues of me, waiters, assistant waiters, jumping on the beach and they get caught and it's humiliation. No, no, not that like that. I want everything legal. And uh, uh-huh. Canada at that time was uh, searching for many federal skilled worker, which means something you can contribute to their society, to what they're looking for. Uh-huh. And I, I it took me one year to convince my spouse at that time. And I <laughs> said, Hey, listen, we have to go. But her father, well, uh, God bless his soul. He was so supportive. Her father, not my parents her father, and my wife's father, and he was saying, Vlad, vadi, Vladimir, if you can go there, I'm going to support you with anything. It was more than enough for me to uh, inspire me as a fuel of my soul and to continue to suggest to my spouse, let's go there, let's go there, because here we don't grow. We don't evolve like people. We don't have a future for the child, for my Okay. son George,
3: I mean her, it's her
2: son, but I'm calling yeah. him son as well. Uh, also the mentality, everything else motivates you like to go on and move on, so it's a it took us two years. Well, and I remember when they returned first, our daughter. Vladimir, document, we, I'm so yes?
1: sorry. I'm going to have yes. to go for a break right quick. I want you to hold that right there. We're going to come right back in just a few minutes. So, listeners, stay tuned. We're going to hear a little bit more why Canada was chosen as a country to make its home. So, thank you for listening. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment.
2: Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific,
1: noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Well, welcome back to my interview today. Well, actually, my discussion today with Vladimir Ristov, who's a mentor, author, and community specialist who's passionate about helping people find and keep a sense of community as they transition from one home to another. So, Vladimir, thank you so much for sharing, and I appreciate uh, how you chose Canada as a country (laughs) (laughs) to make your home with the blessings of your father-in-law. I think that's great. But my my next question, because I want to get on to Ava's question from Texas, how did you find uh, a career as a property what I would call property agent as your life path. This is so interesting because I'm sure a lot of people would not maybe find this as a great money maker for them, but maybe it's not a money maker. It's actually service and helping people find and keep that sense. So how did you how did you, you know, discover that this is what you really wanted to do?
2: Yes, uh, yes uh, doctor Young, it's uh, become against of evolving coming first job second job i changed over uh-huh. 20 jobs in canada even more being uh-huh. over 70 Uh, interviews, 5,000 applications for jobs in Canada. It was a period where after the Olympic Games, actually I came on the Olympic Games exactly in the eve of uh, Olympic Games in Vancouver, 2010. And I found it slowly, slowly. I found that this is the job where I can evolve. I was (laughs) already in the concierge business in mm-hmm. the buildings where you also serve directly people but only one property. However I decided to move out and again I was I was listening to some ideas of friends and family saying oh you're not okay it's uh, too much too much pressure, too much stress but I said to myself I want to evolve and here my partner also supported me, my beautiful wife Galina says go on pursue your career because you will be respected, you will be knowledgeable, and they're going to look at you differently. And that's correct because really people, when they call me for help, they Mm -hmm. look at you initially and after that, of course, when I'm trying to prove myself as Mm -hmm. an expert. Nevertheless, nevertheless, (laughs) our (laughs) job is complicated. And the second reason is that every day I'm learning something new. Because Uh it's so much to know about any property.
1: I mean, including. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 And the HOA rules, I tell you. (laughs) Yes. They can can get enormous (laughs) and complicated. You have shared um, that you think that value is not understood. And I liked your comment that blame and guilt are your sisters. What do you mean by this?
2: Well, every day I'm receiving a calling on email by uh, people demanding something. Uh-huh. And they don't have a clue what is considered my job and what is not. Of uh-huh. course, I'm a person who doesn't want to say no, but sometimes you have to say no yes, or you do. stand up and say, "Hey, listen. I'm uh-huh. sorry, madam, sir. I think that we here have to be clear." Uh-huh. And I've seen in my colleagues such a fear to say that, but Uh I Uh understood that you have to rise up and say what you think and to Uh be a greater value if you create your value from yourself. Uh They have to see that you have confidence and that you don't clinch or flinch or kind of hesitate or Uh try to Uh write something. It's everyday basis and I I have the inside soul feeling that people like that. They uh-huh. like to see resistance, they like to see that somebody cares, that somebody's on his word or her word, and that uh-huh. you are, know what you talk about, not just to agree upon everything or the other extreme, not to follow up, which uh-huh. also, of course, make you upset because you're a customer and you want a service.
1: Oh, um, and I'm really glad you said that because uh, one of the things I think is what I hear you saying, too, is that it's such Uh, are believed to have that confidence in yourself to be able to share with people and share with them kindly uh, No, or to be able to share the truth because my good book says the truth shall make you free. So I love that. You share about living among people is an art and choosing the proper community can be very discouraging at times. So I'd like you to address Ava's question that she had about she and her mom, I do believe, moving into a gated community. And so what do you have the steps that one should take in choosing the right community? Excellent. Check all the details.
2: Unfortunately, the realtors do not have time to give uh-huh. you all the details. and They are not uh-huh. obliged. Plus, in British Columbia, here in Canada, even they are not allowed to. They cannot uh-huh. kind of jump from uh, from being a realtor and then being a property agent or a strata uh-huh. manager called here in British Columbia. So uh-huh. my advice to Eva Barrios, thank for her call, is uh-huh. that she needs to meet with real people who are living there before she made a purchase. She okay. might she might ask she might ask, it's not in the obligation of the realtor to meet with the board members, those who really oh, who wow. really run run there mm-hmm. and just by their behavior and by their questions if they agree to meet to precise as a woman, as a, as a person, whether he's mm-hmm. gonna fit uh-huh. or not. Maybe she might go there. I know everybody's busy in the evenings and see what kind of people are getting it. Maybe she can stop some of the people living. Hey, what's going on? Uh-huh. What uh-huh. was the plan for this property? What's the plan of the city? What's the plan of uh, you are living there? And by that, in advance, she will uh-huh. feel uh-huh. Uh-huh. and make a decision on top of what the realtor is going to say to her, of course, because he's professional, she's professional. But it's so many things to follow. Plus, you, another step which I'm going to advise her is to request a home inspector, the same like the houses, uh, to, to, more, to go and see all the mechanics in the building. Because imagine that you have an elevator who is shutting down very often and they need to raise money to uh-huh. fix the uh-huh. elevator. So imagine you're uh-huh. buying it and after five months or two months, you need to pay uh-huh. extra money for this uh-huh. repairs and then you get upset that nobody told you. So this is really not a joke. You are investing
1: uh-huh.
2: in, in a property, you're investing in a living because you're investing like a body because the community is like a body. You are a very important part of this body. Everybody is uh-huh. important. And if you don't know each other, then you cannot succeed. So, this is the check. The second step is to change all attitudes, to change your perspective when you're buying it and see everything from A to Z and mm-hmm. then celebrate with these people who are there. I know mm-hmm. we are living in a very individual world, mm-hmm. very uh, egotistical. However, however, we need people. We need people yes, to communicate this. Yeah, it's not. It shouldn't be every day, uh-huh. but at least every week, every month, together to feel each other, to share your pain, because uh-huh. what we we need from this world somebody to hug, to love, to understand, to, uh-huh. to share, uh-huh. not to shut up your door. And then, then you think that you can make the living. So it's really a process. It's really an educational process. And I'll, I'll jump here to say that E equals MC squared. So we need education to make a mentorship multiply community. So uh-huh. without mentors and community, we don't have education. It's not only in the books and just reading them, but somebody has to explain to you or somebody has to say, listen here, maybe you can try this, maybe you can try uh-huh. another thing rather than jump into the cold water and then it's too late. Mm-hmm.
1: I think these are excellent tips. I wish I had known them uh, It be prior to because uh, there are a lot of people in uh, the United States that, and particularly, I guess, some of the seniors or some of the people who are reaching that level where they want to uh, live in gated communities or even the seniors living in senior gated communities. But these are details that meeting with the people that, that are living there, I think another Point was like, I wish I had done this, meeting with the board members to find out who's on the board, how does the board, how do they make their decisions, looking at what kind of activities, but more importantly, what are the future plans of the property? Uh, because does it impact the association fees? Um, also looking at the house uh, and having house inspectors go in and look. Uh, to see if, you know, there aren't some uh, some hidden things. I, this is just really interesting because you're you're absolutely right. And there are just things that I think many people, maybe listeners out there, you haven't thought about because you really are investing in a living. You're investing in a lifestyle, changing your perspective, you said, from A to C, looking at everything. Uh, celebrate with individuals that share your pain. You know, we're living in a world now in the United States and many communities where we don't even know our neighbors, you know, you're in these communities, and you don't even know the people. <laughs> so, yes, yes, so correct, these are some. Of, these are some of the things. Also, for people who have children, check the schools. Um, no, we didn't. You didn't share that, but I know when I was many years ago. Uh, moving into another community, the first thing I started looking at, the demographics of the community and the schools and looking at the the schools that were performing schools, high-performing schools, and looking at the demographics uh, of those schools. So thank you so much for sharing that. Is there anything else you want to add? No, that's that's the
2: essential thing. That's the essential thing is that uh, you shouldn't uh, be uh, rushing. And nevertheless, Uh of the smiles and uh, some uh, referrals... Uh, it's the last thing is to sign the, the contract because after you sign it, there's no way to go back. And it's, it's oh, as I yeah. said, you, you're not buying cheese and bread. You're buying something. You're buying a new life. You're uh-huh. buying a new life. That's, that's, so you have to be very careful, and uh, trying to find a lawyer also, if you're not sure, spend $500, $1,000, understanding the whole concept, or as I said, that's why I'm planning to make this program, because people need desperately help. Being accusative, being blaming, it's only making somebody else happy, not yourself.
1: That's so true. That's so true. So I, I'm so thankful that you're sharing this. Today, um, you know, there, there are a lot of people. What do you say for people who, are, who don't have a choice in what community they live in? They, they don't have a choice because maybe it's because of income levels. Do you have answers or do you have anything in your books where you talk about where you don't really have a choice in the community that you live? You have to live there. Are there things that you should be on the alert?
2: I would say that they, the last step which is part of the program is to go and be as a board member where uh-huh. they're going to have a full control being uh-huh. on that community. So they have to be open and they have to step out of their comfort zone because uh-huh. you don't want somebody else to decide instead of you. Let's say you don't have an income, okay, but at least you have a hands and head and a body which serves you so you can apply this in the reality, and you can show to your neighbors, say, listen, I care. I would like to contribute here. Let's open up. It won't be easy journey because you get used to this, to shut down, not to be curious, not to care. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you don't have an income, at least you can help and contribute to this community. And imagine that you have 20 or 30% of the owners in every community share that, technically they can run themselves this community uh-huh, uh-huh. rather than hire somebody else like me to give them ideas and tips, which I don't mind. But uh-huh. this is something which you can learn. It's not a computer science or
1: rocket science. What motivated you to write uh, your first book, My Home is My Fortress? <laughs> and tell oh, us what you want the readers to know about that book.
2: Uh-huh. It's a, it's, I would tell you it was the pain to see that I'm coming from nowhere from a different continent and seeing the reason why people are suffering. Uh-huh. Actually, I'm going to quote you our great speaker, Les Brown. You need somebody to see you outside your frame. It means uh-huh. that you need somebody to look at you and sometimes tell you, hey, listen, we have a problem here. Maybe you can try this. And just as a polite suggestion, as you said, I think that the, the basic the basic problem is here that we don't have this sense of communicating communicating, or respecting each other. Uh From there it comes all the rest of the technicality issue, legal issue, even going Uh further with the legal case, which is ugly, because you're living in this community, suing each other. I don't think it's a nice thing.
1: No. So were there steps that you pointed out in My Home is My Fortress uh, for the readers? What did you want them to learn from that book?
2: I would like them to read carefully the same thing specifically in British Columbia, Canada, understanding the role of the property agent, understanding the role of the board members, understanding the whole concept behind the strata, because there is a positivity and there is something which they have to learn. It's uh-huh. not, it's, it's, it's comp- it sounds complicated. However, if you take your time, if you don't jump to assumptions and conclusions, uh-huh. then it will be easier for you to make a choice which community, what you can do, and de- diminish your stress. Because when you receive a fine or a letter or some warning letters, then you can respond, but mm-hmm. not react.
1: Well, you know, here in the in the United States, we're getting more and more um, communities that are either gated, or if they're not gated, they have association dues and they have certain requirements and restrictions on what people can do in those communities. In your book, Preserve My Community, which is one of your newest books, what is uh, that book about? Because I didn't get a chance to read it prior to the show. I would have loved to have read Preserve My Community. Preserve My Community. What is that yes. book about?
2: Well, it's the word preserve my community. You have to preserve what you have. You have to mm-hmm. defend it. You have to connect with it. It's that's Uh why you preserve it. Then if we skip one letter, we have reserve. So we need to reserve it as well. We need Uh to fight for it. We need to be involved. You Uh need to care about it. And the last word from this preserve is serve. So all these three verbs are inside this preserve.
3: Preserve, mm-hmm.
2: reserve, and serve. So you shouldn't forget that, okay, you have to defend yourself. You have to be what you are, but you need to serve as well because you're not living alone. And actually there, you can hear a lot of interviews inside with different people from Australia, United States, Holland, Canada, mm-hmm. that they are sh- sharing the same issue. That Oh, it, wow. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. we
2: need this community living. We need this mindset. We need this kind of touching souls and hearts. We are not only bodies. We are not only kind Mm -hmm. of robots where we're going to work and come back home and watching TV and that's not Mm -hmm. life. Life Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. in the relationship.
1: It is. I tell you, and some of us I think are forgetting some of that. Uh, I like that preserve and uh, defend and serve. Oh my goodness. Reserve. (laughs) Reserve. Defend and serve. Boy, you know, a mindset uh, needs to be changed with a lot of individuals. And I'm really glad that the listeners are out there and hoping that they're taking this all in about living in a harmonious community. Because in today's time and climate and environment, we definitely need to really preserve and reserve and serve in our communities and start taking care, better care of each other. And it is relationships. And thank you so much for sharing that. You, you, one of the things that uh, I know, the Creating Customers for Life, is that a different, um, a different point of view, Cre- your book, Creating Customers for Life? And if that is, we're going to talk about that after we come back from break. I have a few more questions. I am dying. Not dying, but I am <laughs> absolutely <laughs> excited to ask. We won't use those words. Uh, I'm excited to ask you. and We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about Creating Customers for Life. And your experiences with Les Brown and Joel Bauer. So hang on, listeners, we'll be right back.
0: We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world.
1: Well, thank you for listening, and welcome back to my discussion today with Vladimir Histrov, who is a mentor, author, and community specialist. He's passionate about helping people find and keep a sense of community as they transition from one home home to another. Now for those of you who may be just tuning in, Vladimir grew up in Bulgaria, but he has used his 20 years of knowledge and experience in the hospitality industry to author three books. And we just finished discussing his book My Home is My Fortress, Preserve My Community. And now I've asked him about creating customers for life, because what he is doing today is offering tools and strategies that anyone one of you listeners out there can use to live in any community successfully. So, Vladimir, tell me, when you wrote the book, Creating Customers for Life, what was your emphasis there?
2: The emphasis there is that you have to treat your, sometimes and maybe many times, mm-hmm. your community members as customers. If okay. so, yeah, if you try to do this then you're gonna see that how much response you're gonna have, positive and helping. And that's what and or could be a reversal. Could be let's say you make connection with customers and why not in future they are gonna be your raving fans and be your community. Could be online, okay. offline, you can meet with them and why not move in where they're living? Why not? Because we want such people to be around us to make our day and to share our sorrow to make it tomorrow.
1: I like that. (laughs) Yeah, yes. I think that's great. So treating your community members as customers. Now, maybe someone has coined that before, but that's the first time I've heard that. I think I'm going to run out uh, after this show and I'm going to start creating my customers in my neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good tip. Yes, I am. Now, one of the things, uh, Vladimir, I'm very intrigued by, because uh, you have you started listening to the renowned Les Brown, and because of it, you became, and you still are today, a Toastmaster. What was that experience like?
2: Well, it was great. I didn't know mm-hmm. I could speak in English. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, it makes me uh, touch to the heart and makes me go deeper in my mm-hmm. soul and mm-hmm. to experience and to make new connections and with mm-hmm. Toastmasters and being positive and also the therapy, because after a long day, going every Wednesday mm-hmm. there and speak from the heart, it's yeah. actually making me feel better and uh, make me feel deeper and finding new levels of
1: my program. Well, I think that's wonderful. Well, you're certainly doing quite well, let me tell you, today on this interview, and you even. Our listeners, lots of tips, lots of tips. And also, you, it's interesting because we both know, uh, I know Les Brown, and I also know Joel Bauer, and it's interesting that we both know him. But when you first met Joel, you were a little bit suspicious about him. You weren't so sure about uh, our master, master man, Joel Bauer. So tell me, um, after you got over your, your suspicions about Joel, what did you learn from him?
2: I learned that you have to be what you are, you have to be transparent, you have to Uh tap on your heart, you have to have connection, and you have to create value first, Uh which is absolutely, absolutely mission critical, and your drive in life should be your mission critical. It means what you are should be in front, not the money. You should be what you are. Your gift gift Mm -hmm. shift, that's what he's helping everyone on this planet he's touching Mm -hmm. to find and tap and implement your gift shift. That's number one. And quoting Les Brown saying that treasures are in the cemeteries because there's so much music inside of people who didn't share
1: their Mm -hmm. gift shift. Right. Right. That is so true. And I'm so glad that you're sharing that today. And what all of this has meant to you in your transformational journey, what are some of the strategies or knowledge that you have gained that you would want to share with the listeners today? You have had two great mentors. You've had 20 some years of experiences in hospitality and working with people. What would you say are three of your most profound strategies that you would like to share with the listeners today?
2: Accept the pain as something normal. Always enjoy life and always be ready to deliver at any second of your life. Also, you have to study. Our life is given to study and to study ourselves first. Help people move with uh, direction what you Mm -hmm. are capable of. The most difficult thing is to find what we are good at. But this is our bliss because once we found it, life becomes a different reality.
1: Do you think it takes a long time? I, I like that, accepting the pain. And the second one, you you went so fast. I was trying to write it down, Vladimir.
3: <laughs> the second <laughs> <I'm> sorry, one <laughs> yeah,
1: was enjoy the journey. Is that was something like that? Exactly. Enjoy, Enjoy
2: the journey. Don't, don't uh, go into this uh, loophole mm-hmm. to stay in the pain and not to look for the exit, for the light. Mm-hmm. Because if you stay there, then yes, your life will be really miserable.
1: And I like the other one that you said, the fourth one, to study ourselves. In other words, should thine own self be true? I always talk about that. So you need to study yourself. You need to know yourself. Uh, and in knowing yourself, you can help people more. And find what you're good at. Do you think it takes a long time for people to sort of find what they're good at?
2: It depends on the community.
1: <laughs> okay. Why yes. would you say it depends on the community?
2: Because it depends on the people who are living with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think it's a negative reality, but in the negative reality you can find yourself. Uh, sometimes it can be positive reality, which be easier for your friends to go further but sometimes they can make you procrastinate your dream it uh-huh. takes a while it takes a while it can be it, 10 20 years 30 years but it doesn't uh-huh. matter uh, if you're still alive if it doesn't matter what age you are you have to find it that's only mission which we have in this life to understand what we can deliver as a gift to the other people that's all
1: that's great What do you think was one of your biggest challenges you had to face and how did you overcome it?
2: The overcoming is that I cannot do this that uh, I always stress, oh, there's a kind of money issue or something else, or uh-huh. let's say I have sometimes communication skills with people or with uh, people whom I love, and uh-huh. sometimes they start to be a little bit kind of a bully, and this was the challenge, how to react. But I uh-huh. understood that you shouldn't react. You should listen, and you should find a way how to pass this moment because uh-huh. we have to understand that people are different. Uh-huh. They, not uh-huh. everybody going to like you. Not uh-huh. everybody going to accept you. And that, uh-huh. that's okay. But we think that we have to be likable to everyone. It's not possible. We have to understand that we also have something which we don't see. And uh-huh. it's not a tragedy if we don't connect with everybody. We have to connect with people which right. we want to connect. Right, right.
1: Did you, did you find that uh, some of the lack of the communication skills was a barrier in some way for you, you know, because the communication is different, your orientation, and then trying to have people understand you and where you were coming from? Was that difficult?
2: In the beginning yes but now after being 8 years in Canada I think that I'm going I'm making a progress. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> well I, I think you've made good progress. I really do. You've you've written three books. I think you've done very very well. So I I really want to thank you so much for a really great conversation today and discussion about community and making a community matter. And I just love it. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show today and taking time from your busy schedule of being that property agent and sharing with us. And for those of you out there, you can get his book, My Home is My Fortress through Amazon.com. And then for the other books, which are recently uh, published, Creating Customers for Life and Preserve My Community, you can get it at his website, and his website is, you want to give the website, Vladimir?
2: It's under construction. I'm going to give it. It's www.preservemycommunityvlad.com. It's going to be launched probably very soon, but okay. it's better to get touch me in my email address. Which All right. Is, Your
1: email address is V-L-A-D-D-I. 1973 at gmail.com. I'll repeat that. That's V lowercase as in Victor, L-A-D-D-I, all in lowercase, 1973 at gmail.com. Vladimir, did I get it correctly?
2: Absolutely, and also they can, they can see my YouTube channel, Preserve My Community, where they can see also some additional free videos with people like you who cared about their community, who also ask questions, and I'm sure they can find it very, very, uh, very sensible and very useful.
1: Well, I really want to thank you again for being on the show today. This was just wonderful. And for listeners out there, here is a man who found freedom to live his purpose and who is definitely making a mark in his community. So, listeners, if you have any comments or any suggestions, and you can write me, you can email me, you can contact me via Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Again, I invite you to check out my TV channel, Transformation Success via VoiceAmericaTV.com. And as we wrap up the show today, I want to leave you with these words Health, happiness, and success depend upon the fighting spirit of each person. The big thing is not what happens to us in life, but what we do what happens to us. So, Vladimir, I have some more questions I want to ask you before I close the show. (laughs) Because you've had, look, you have had 20 years of knowledge and experience in the hospitality industry. So, I, I thought I would have you share a couple of strategies for some of those out there who are working in the hospitality industry. And maybe there are some tips, three tips that you can give those people who are working in the hospitality industry.
2: Yes, of course. This is uh, this is three tips. Is uh, the word love, but not love as we know is love. What you do, you have to really mm-hmm. love what you're doing. Where is a restaurant? Where is a hotel? Where is uh, some travel agent? Then you have to accept. You have to accept the challenges every day. There will be challenges. Mm-hmm. Every challenge brings you a lot. Of, can bring you a little or bigger stress, but you have to accept it because it's something new for you, especially when you. Deal Dealing with people, dealing with people is the most challenging business in the world. We know that, Doctor Young. And yes. the final strategy is, uh, of course, to forgive. So love, oh, I love, love it. accept and forgive. You have to forgive yourself your mistakes, and you have to forgive the people who are making mistakes, so they just want to vent out for a second, and then they can change. Believe me. Sometimes in a the, in the situation when the people are angry, I become the best friend of theirs because oh, they that's... realize they can mm-hmm. count on you. But if you react the same way, it becomes reversal. So these three small strategies, you really have to love what you do. You really have to accept the reality the to accept the other mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. to forgive yourself for the mistakes because as the great Les Brown speaker says those who do nothing they do, do not do mistakes so you're <laughs>
1: going to make mistakes <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you out there do something remember love what you do accept the challenges every day as Vladimir said forgive forgive yourself love accept and forgive. And I want to thank you for listening today. And Vladimir, I want to thank you for being on the show again today. I really enjoyed it and I hope you enjoyed it too. So listeners, don't forget, tell your friends if they want to know about how to find your dream community, they want to listen to this show. Thank you. And I want to wish you a very blessed week. I'll see you next week where we have another interesting and informative guest for you on the Transformation for Success show. This is Dr. Barbara Young, and I'm signing off. Have a great week.